Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the 10-12, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference, plus BYU, Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati. We are the flagship show of the 10-12 Network and partners with Sports Drink, your water cooler for sports and not sports, a fantastic podcast network in their own right. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday. This is a, a big one. This is going to be a long one, but I mean, we got a lot to talk about today, a lot of news and It's our last picks episode of the season, and we have 13 games to pick, 12 Big 12 bowl games, and then, of course, one extra bowl game of our choosing. We've got a tight race. We've got a lot of picks. We've got to get to last week, but we've got some things that we have to get to before we talk picks. Obviously, some large news that is in the Big 12 or concerns the Big 12. We'll get to that here in just a second. Uh, Joining me as they do every Thursday during the college football season and now for the last time for this 2022 season, the LGGOG himself, Chris Ross. Good to be back. You know, it's, uh, it's bowl season, some really unfortunate news to get to, but, uh, Regardless, it's uh, it's always fun to record. Let's go. It's fun. To also, and our pro picker. No, wait. I was gonna say, did you change the intro because that was really good. I was listening to it and I thought it was really good. So, oh, thanks. No, you just haven't listened to it normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, also joining us, uh, our pro picker, that is Daniel Alexander. What's up, boys? Great to be here. Um. Yeah, tight race. I'm only a few behind Chris. We got 13 picks to go tonight. And also, best of both worlds, uh, I cashed my K-State, you know, 20 to 1 to win the Big 12. And TCU gets to go to the playoff. So it's a win-win, right? Here we are. I love the Big 12s getting represented in the college football playoff this season. And I love that uh, K-State gets to uh, hang a banner from the Raptors of their uh, indoor dome their beautiful indoor dome that they play in. So there it is. Did uh, did the Kansas State win make your year, Daniel? Mm, I mean, sure. Any nice big hit. I'd say definitely like made my month. What what month is this? December? What are we in December? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, it, 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 you know, it it free rolled me. for Christmas is like two weeks away. (laughs) Dude, you never know. A nice. Listen, listen. Yeah, a crusty, grizzled down betters can appreciate. It's like, dude, you don't. It's it's like your calendar doesn't go on holidays. You know, your calendar is like, okay, bowl season, bowl season, then we roll into March Madness, March Madness, and we roll into MLB starting, NBA playoffs, soccer, and we're into football. That's the calendar for a better. It's holiday stuff. We're we're too busy. (laughs) Give me a nice Christmas for you and the lady, sir. Nice Christmas for you and the lady. Um, 
so we'll start off. We've got some tough news that we need to get to. So that we want to kind of handle that here off the top. Um, obviously, the, the sad news this week, uh, former Texas Tech head football coach, a current or a head coach of Mississippi State, as well as Washington State, Mike Leach, uh, passed away very suddenly and unexpectedly uh, this week. Um, I don't I don't want to spend too much time on this. Um, here's what I'll say. Uh, everybody said really nice things and I, and, and for good reason. Um, Mike Leach has touched a lot of people in a very positive way. I, I don't, I can't count the number of stories I've seen from people in the media, um, from fans, from coaches, from former players about the positive impact that he had on them. Mike Leach wasn't perfect. Um, not everybody liked Mike Leach. Let's be honest. There have been times people have had issues with some of the things that he said. As funny as he was, somehow the offhanded quips, including you know, things he said about his own pro- players, were problematic. At times, he could be, let's just be honest, an asshole. He wasn't perfect. None of us are. But when you see the stories that come out, and I know we do this when somebody passes away, but when you see the stories that have come out about him, about the impact he has had, the positive impact he has had on people, the the graciousness he had with his time, the way he actually cared about people. You 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 can't not feel like we lost somebody that was absolutely irreplaceable. And we're, this is just off the field stuff. We're not even talking about on the field. On the field. College football is not college football today without him. And that's not just like, a, well, he had a big impact. No. College football in its current iteration does not exist without Mike Leach. And I don't just mean, not just college football, football as a whole. Folks, there is no Patrick Mahomes today in the NFL for the Kansas City Chiefs if it's not for Mike Leach. That's the kind of impact he has had. That is the change that he had on college football. That's that's a crazy thought to go from Mike Leach starting out at, what was it, a Valdosta State and Iowa Wesleyan and Cal Poly all the way to Power 5 head coach at three different schools to Patrick Mahomes winning a Super Bowl in the NFL with the Kansas City Chiefs. That is his on-field legacy. It is immense. We're not going to say it's untouchable. The impact he has had both on the field and off. And I think we're all worse off for his, his passing. Um, I think a lot of college football coaches could, could do to have a little more Mike Leach in them. He's for media access side. I, I hate it. It sucks. I, I hate it for his family. I hate it for his friends. I hate it for, uh, those he was closest to. It's just, it's a rough, it's a rough day. It's a rough week. Uh, it's going to be rough watching Mississippi State in their bowl game. And, and then the start of next season as well, it's, it'll come back up and, and, and it'll be a tough time. But um, once, once we've had time to kind of mourn the passing, we can really, really, really appreciate all he has done. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, his, his impact is, for for a man that never played college football, he's one of the very, very, very few people on the planet that can say they've impacted not just college football, 
with the entire sport to high school football to NFL. It's un- it's unbelievable that the impact he had on the sport. And I saw a weird thing where I guess the College Football Hall of Fame has a 600 win, yeah, win level to get in. And I think he's just shy, just shy of that. And I don't know how you go out waving that. But I, I also saw that if you take away the 2020 season, which does and does not count for, for players, he is above that mark. So maybe they can do something there. But he absolutely, absolutely belongs in the Hall of Fame. Agreed. He does. And it's a stupid rule. I understand you have to have rules and we don't like to break rules. But in this case, he should be there. He absolutely should. Um, again, uh, our thoughts and prayers out to his family and those closest to him that are still in mourning right now and, and hope that they can find some sense of of relief soon. I do. Uh, I hate hopping around news like this because it always feels awkward, but uh, we, I do want to touch on this. Um, according to Brett McMurphy of, of Action News, or of Action Network. Sorry, not Action News. Man, that's dumb. Um, there is growing sentiment and momentum for Oklahoma and Texas to lead the Big 12 a year early and join the SEC in 2024. That means that they would be in the Big 12 next year for 2023 with the four new schools, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF, and then leave a year early. Obviously, the Big 12's grant, uh, current grant of rights expires July 1st, and Oklahoma and Texas have indicated they are committed to remaining in the Big 12 until then. Um, there is a desire to, as we have known forever, to accelerate that process. Um, the, the conversation has always been about money and how much OU in Texas would owe. And so I think they really broke this down well as to some of the ways that this might be able to get done early. Uh, Oklahoma, Big 12 bylaws require Oklahoma and Texas to pay an exit fee, the sum of the league's distribution for two years, which is about $84 million per school. Uh, historically, when a school leaves a conference, that exit fee is negotiated down to about 60%, meaning Oklahoma and Texas could possibly get out for about $50 million each. That's not the issue. Right? They've been in, uh, according to Brett McMurphy, they've been involved in discussions for months, uh, but have still not reached a final agreement on the school's buyout amount. Um, here's the issue. Here's the real issue. It's not so much the money. The SEC's deal with ESPN starts in 2024. It includes a pro rata clause requiring the SEC to pay or ESPN to pay the SEC the same amount of money per school for any new members. Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big 12 for the SEC early means ESPN would have to pay that extra amount a year earlier than they're currently going to have to. There's a question of how eager is ESPN to pay that extra money. Uh, here's the other issue. The Big 12's contract is with ESPN and Fox. If OU and Texas leave the SEC early, that could decrease the value of the Big 12's final year of its current media rights with ESPN and Fox. The concern is there's probably some negotiating with ESPN to try and figure some things out. Fox could, uh, the quote that I have in here is the Big 12 would like it to happen year early. The SEC would like OU and Texas a year early, but Fox could care less. And I'm not sure what ESPN will do an industry source said. So, at this point, it really does feel like it's kind of on the SEC, or I'm sorry, on, on ESPN to try and figure out some sort of way if uh, to, to be the linchpin in getting Oklahoma and Texas out of the Big 12 into the SEC a year early. So it is something to keep an eye on. 
Again, everyone's theorized it. We've gone back and forth on whether it's going to happen. There's a lot that's involved in this, a lot of money that's involved in this. It's a, it's just news to keep an eye on as as the story progresses. We shall see. The, the other two things, I mean, it's a super complicated issue. And I think that that's always been the hindrance, right? Like everybody, yes, everybody's saying that, you know, it's not going to happen early. They're not saying that because they don't want it to happen early. It's just a super complicated issue because I'm pretty sure in the Big 12 bylaws, and this all went over when, when you know, they left the conference when they made that announcement, that they're not just on the hook for their share of that two years. They're on the hook for the entirety of the conference, of the, of the contract for that two years, the way the bylaws are written. So they would have to pay out that conference if the Big 12 held them to that. And then you have the fact that the Big 12 still retains their rights. So even if OU and Texas pay the money, the buyout, the Big 12 still owns their TV rights for the, well, the, ex- for the, the remainder exit, of the contract. The exit fee would allow them to Sure, I'm sure all that would be contract. negotiated, but that gives the Big 12 way more leverage than they would normally have in negotiating a buyout. But I, it is interesting to note the Big 12 wants them out early. And I'm not shocked by that. It's time to move on. You want that one year with them in there and every and all the new schools just for fun. But it's time to move on and kind of get things moving. But I also understand, like, what does Fox care? Like, there's no incentive for them mm-hmm. to, to help OU and Texas leave early to the SEC where they will not benefit from, from, from that move. Why would they? So it's going to be really interesting to see if this is able to happen, how it comes to pass. And that's the most interesting part right now is just how do you make that happen with where all parties involved feel happy? Uh, last bit of news we need to touch on. Um, obviously, some very serious news out of Austin, Texas, uh, where still current, though currently suspended indefinitely without pay, a head coach, Chris Beard, uh, was arrested uh, after alleged assault against uh, a I, I don't know. It's basically his fiance. That's that's the news. Um, allegedly, he has been alleged to have assaulted his and choked his fiance. I don't want to go into all this. I am not a lawyer. Um, I've read the story. I have read her report on it or her side of the story. I've I've seen the comments that he has put out. Here's the point I want to I want to make. He is alleged to have choked her. It is why he is charged with a felony. It is why Texas can and most likely eventually will fire him with cause and not pay him another cent uh, because he has been charged with a felony. Assault is awful. Period. End of story. Choking is worse. There's a reason it is a felony. Uh, shout to uh, Matt Norlander. I, look, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do a great job with this, so I'm gonna tell you to go listen to other things. Uh, Matt Norlander, the Eye on College Basketball Podcast, the CBS show. Um, they did a an episode all about this, about 30 minutes long. I would suggest you go and listen to it. They do a fantastic job covering it. Uh, but he pointed out one thing in particular um, that I wanted to discuss, uh, it being the choking part. Uh, Brenda Tracy, if you don't know who she is, look her up. Um, had a very good tweet. A woman who experiences a non-fatal strangulation, like in this case, incident with an intimate partner, is 750% more likely to be killed by the same person with a gun. 70% of strangulation victims believe they will lose their life during the event. Death can occur within five minutes. If you want to know why strangulation is a felony, which means that the if you are charged with a felony, you are not allowed to carry a weapon, this is one of those reasons. 
Strangulation is serious. It's very serious. Assault is... There's, there's no justification for assault. But let's just, for a second, understand that there is a difference between hitting somebody and choking them for any amount of time. That's a problem. I don't know if Chris Beard will coach at Texas again. If I had my suspicions, the answer would be no. We don't know if this is what happened. At this point, it is what one person has said about another. Um, obviously, this is a big story. We'll continue to follow it. Um, I just, for people who want to make jokes, you do you. I'm not gonna. But I want us all to understand how serious these allegations are. And they are very. So, um, heavy subject. I don't think we need to spend much more time on it. Uh, we're going to take a short pause and uh, then we'll be back. For the 2022 season, it's the RVK. We're coming at you two ways on two days. It's Monday and Thursday. Jeremy, JN, Fiend Phoenix, and me, Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. We are the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. You get pop culture Monday at 7 a.m. You get the West Virginia University podcast Thursdays at 7 a.m. Either way, no matter what we say, you're going to have fun. So, like we like to tell you, get at your boys. Welcome one, welcome all, and you are listening live to the one, the only, Tortillas and Takes podcast. From football to softball to track and field, tune in to get the best coverage in everything that is Texas Tech. Not only that, but find out what unsuspecting star we get to interview and put on the hot seat. Whether you like corn or flour, eating them or throwing them, this tortilla is for you. So listen to Tortillas and Takes. And as always, stay wrecked, people. We have not been here for two weeks to talk picks. It's been two weeks since we last picked for championship weekend. And we need to talk about just how tight this race is for this season, boys. Daniel, you won the last time we were here quite uh, handsomely. Six and one, sir. Six and one was your performance two weeks ago. Hit on Utah plus three against USC. Hit on Georgia minus 17 and a half versus LSU. Hit on Michigan minus 16 and a half versus Purdue. Hit on under 63 and a half in Clemson, North Carolina. Hit on Tulane minus three and a half versus UCF. Hit on Fresno plus three versus Boise. Outright win. The only miss was the over 62 in TCU, Kansas State. Six and one brought you to 61, 64, and three. Daniel, that is quite the week, sir. Yeah, so look, we had a nice week here on the pod, had a nice week in the books. It's all behind us, right? 13 games to go. Chris is within reach. Um, I want to cash. I'd love to cash a little free beer. So let's go. Let's ride, boys. 13 picks tonight. I'm ready to rock. Chris also had a winning week. Very nice. Not as good as Daniel. Four and three. Hit on Michigan minus 16 and a half versus Purdue. Hit on Clemson minus seven and a half versus North Carolina. Hit on Tulane minus three and a half versus Tulane. And hit on Troy minus eight and a half versus Coastal Carolina. Missed on USC minus three versus Utah. Missed on LSU plus 18 versus Georgia. And missed on TCU minus two and a half versus Kansas State. You were four and three. Brings your total to 66, 61, and one. That means that Chris has, at this point, just a four 
essentially a four-game lead or a four-point lead over Daniel with 13 picks to go. Now, I point all this out because I am not in the running. I'm out of it. I'm just here. Uh, I'm just just here for fun. I'm just here to host this show. Uh, I went one and six in championship weekend. I did not feel good going into it, and uh, I felt good about one pick, and it's the one I got right, the over 67 in USC Utah. I don't need to recap all these. I got the other five wrong. Uh, my total is 56, 69, and three. It's not a good year. So we're just going to do my, I'm going to do my best to finish strong, uh, try and, and not be too embarrassing. But uh, this is a, this is a two man race the West of way boys. I mean, yeah, I would love to say I'm going to pull this out and, but you know, building a lead just to lose it at the end is much more on brand. So I don't have, a, I don't have a lot of hopes. I mean, I wasn't going to say anything, but <laughs> you're entirely wrong. Uh, all right, you guys ready to do this? You ready for our last picks episode of the 2022 college football season? Ready to rock? No. <laughs> this is where I lose. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> That's the enthusiasm I want. Now, typically on this show, we go in chronological order, right? Not today, because I want to make sure this episode stays as close to relevant as possible, deep into the bowl season. We're going in reverse order. That means we will put the last game on the schedule first. That way, if you decide, hey, I I haven't had a chance to listen. Some of these games have already been played. Well, don't worry. They're at the back end of the episode. You can still listen starting here and and just listen to to the first one, TCU Michigan, all the way down until the very last one, which will be the most, uh, the, the, soonest one i'm talking myself in circles so let's just you guys get it we're going in reverse chronological order last one is first first one is last that means we're kicking things off with the big one the whole shebang college football playoff tcu versus michigan daniel you being our big winner have the pleasure of going first on the show now we want to make sure and preface here we tell you guys all the time we do this as a way to preview the shows. Uh, if you want to take our advice, you're welcome to it. Uh, we don't we don't tell you that we 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 are not here to tell it make help you make winning bets. Um, we're just here to pick Big Twelve games. This is the way we like to preview games with bowl games. And Daniel, I, I think you would you would tell me I'm probably right. Um, best time to bet on a bowl game is as close to it as possible because we just don't know things about opt outs and who is and isn't going to play and oftentimes until like right before kickoff is that a fair statement Uh, definitely a fair statement and this year is a mess like no other i mean to the point of you know i I don't know if i don't have i have no ideas i don't know how to improve what's going on but um you know let's take florida oregon state coming up this weekend i think florida is going to have uh four guys on defense left that were starting just two or three games ago Right, just because everyone just bolted. That's it, guys. Guys hit the portal. Guys are sitting out for whatever reason. Uh, I, I think Florida uh, has a QB who's maybe never taken a snap. Who's going to play, or, or or he's come in for like one game in one quarter. So, and then you're going to get surprises, like you said. There's going to be 25 percent of these games that people aren't going to know. Oh, this guy's not playing until the team runs out to warm up, like 45 minutes before the game starts. So. Um, when it comes to actually betting this stuff at this point, bowl games have just turned into what sort of information can you get? And can you get money down on that information before books move the line? It's really hard to sort of cap, you know, uh, this team's left and they care or they're motivated. 
it's really hard to find motivation and desire of for a lot of these teams to be in these bowl games. All right, that quarterback you're talking about is uh, Jack Miller, who the starting quarterback. Uh, first start for the, the Florida Gators against the Oregon State Beavers. So, look, uh, if the people want, if Bulgs want players to stick around more often and not opt out, then there should actually be incentive for them to do so. There's NIL now, folks. Literally could just pay the player to quote-unquote play and promote the game, but I don't know why that's so hard for them to do. Oh, because most of the bowls are kind of a scam and they're in it for their own money and they don't really care, of course. Except for the Cure Bowl. We do not make fun of the Cure Bowl. The Cure Bowl is for a legitimate cause with a good charity who runs it. Uh, Otherwise, all right. Back to the topic of hand, TCU, Michigan, college football playoff. Daniel, you're up first. TCU, a seven and a half point dog against Michigan over under about 58 and a half. Sir, what would you like? Um, let's jump right out. Look, I don't want to curse this team because I sort of feel like I faded them all year, but I'm riding with TCU here. I've got real money. Uh, I grabbed the line at nine when this thing was opening. Uh, what was funny maybe only betters are going to find this interesting circa didn't open a lot of lines for games and tons of other books were opening lines when circa started opening lines and they were off every book in the world is rushing to move their lines so um the whole world had tcu around nine nine and a half i was able to grab that circa opened them seven and a half and the line instantly adjusted to that and it's sort of been there ever since i make this line michigan minus six so you know we don't have a uh a high total per se, but with Michigan minus six and in in with a total of 58, you know, this is going to uh, land somewhere around like 31, 27, uh, 34, 27, something like that for Michigan. I think there's value here on TCU. Uh, if you go, I actually think TCU's game with K-State was not that K-State and Michigan are similar teams, but I do believe there will be a similar game script. There's going to be uh, a lot of similar ideas uh, in, in how those two teams are going to play that are going to be thrown at TCU. So a month to prepare. They've proven me wrong all year. I like TCU here. I'm taking that seven and a half. I think the line's a little too big. Okay. Chris, you're up next. What would you like? Yeah, I'm I'm actually, I'm writing with Daniel on this one. The, that half point, that half point does it for me. I think TCU, what do they got to lose in this? Michigan's the favorite. Everybody thinks Michigan's going to win. TCU, I, you know, they're also coming off the loss where they want to prove themselves. Uh, and I just love the idea of TCU getting the Big 12's first playoff win despite OU trying time and time again. So give me TCU. Okay. TCU plus seven and a half. Look, here's the deal. On the one hand, Blake Corum not playing in this game for Wisconsin or for uh, for Michigan. Sorry, I'm typing Wisconsin. Uh, for Michigan, I think that's a big deal. I, I do. I think that's a big deal against TCU. Uh, I, at my heart, believe TCU will make this a game. I think Michigan probably wins, but I think TCU makes this a game. But for the sake of this, I know it didn't work out for me last week with UCF and Tulane, but most of the time this season when <laughs> He's two just going opposite have agreed on one, when you got when two people agree on on something and one person doesn't, that one person who doesn't typically gets it right. Uh, 
Um, again, I think Michigan wins this game. Seven and a half feels a little rich, but I will go ahead and take the Wolverines minus seven and a half. Again, I want to, I want to finish in a positive note here. I agree with you guys, but we don't do well when we all agree. And I'm just, I'm following the trends for the season. I'm going to ride with it. I'm out of this race, but you know, why not? You guys are competing. You're just going to agree the whole way. That's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, That game, of course, is on New Year's Eve, December 31st. It is not the only Big 12 game. Also, just of note, do you guys, I, I forgot to look at it before we started here. I know I'm dragging things out. I need to look up the Big 12 bowl record uh, for like the last few seasons. What was it in 2021? Five and two. Five and two in 2021. What was it in 2020? Gimme. It's been really high lately. Five and oh. Five and oh. Five and oh. Uh, so that's 10 and two the last two years. At this point, if my numbers are correct, current and incoming Big 12 teams, I'm still pulling them all up. The Big 12 is a dog in most of their bowl games. Shocking, I know. Shocking, I know. So well, it's, it's, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I, I, I do think. I, I do think the Big 12 will perform well. Okay, the other game on the 31st, that is Kansas State versus the mighty Alabama, which, remember, this is a this is a bowl game against an SEC team. So if the SEC team wins, it's because the SEC is dominant. If the SEC team loses, it's because they didn't care. Remember, that's the rule when it comes to this stuff. Okay. Alabama, Kansas State, Kansas State, obviously, it's just a three-point dog. Just a three-point dog in this one, over under around 54. I do see a few others if you want the total. A little bit of 53s and a half, 54 and a half. Chris, you're up first, sir. What would you like? I'd like Daniel to go first. No. no that's not, <laughs> nope. Nope. No, this, this, this is tough. No. I know. I know. Okay. So this is tough. This is a tough game because, like you said, historically, the Big 12 has done well. But historically, what happens is, is the Big 12 has they get left out of the playoff and then that bumps everybody kind of down uh, a bowl game, right? And so they end up in mismatched uh, bowl games where the Big 12 has the advantage. And the slight to the Big 12 and their, and their reputation, it kind of means more to the Big 12. So that helps. This year, the Big 12 has a team in the playoff and – you know how good is the conference at the top throughout like it's good but it's been beat up a lot we'll see i i'm not as hopeful for the record this year but we'll see that said alabama kansas state man if this was during the season i take alabama i but then again i didn't think kansas state was going to hang with tcu i thought tcu would take her business and look what happened this is tough kansas state is going to want this game more period they want to be there. They want to win this game. This is uh look, they get a shot at Alabama. And can and Alabama, well, they they get a shot at Kansas State. And it's not the playoff, it's not the championship, it's not what they are there to do. I'm really just trying to figure out what Daniel's gonna do. <laughs> ah, it's three points though. I don't like that. That's why is it three points? That seems suspicious. Do we do we know if anybody's sitting out this game? I mean, not for Kansas State, and I don't think we've. I don't. I don't know of Alabama opt outs yet, though. I'm sure there there are have been some and yeah, will be no. some. Yeah. 
That, listen, that three is very suspicious. I feel like it's inviting people to take Alabama. I'm going to ride with the Big 12. I'm going to take Kansas State. And if Daniel beats me taking because I rode with the Big 12, you know, I'm okay with that. It's okay. You got to stand by uh, stand by your man. In this case, that's the Big 12. Um, man, in my heart of hearts, like I'm, I'm ready for Kansas State to go in and play this game. And I wonder, because again, Alabama... 10 and 2 regular season didn't even make the SEC championship game. This is a program that only plays for national championships. This season is a disappointment. It may be the sugar bubble. Like, how much do they actually care? Here we go. Um, oh, this is great. Thank you, DraftKings. I love to Google search while we do this stuff. Opt outs for NFL draft or transfer portal. Uh, Jojo Earl, Trey Sanders, Kyrie, Mario, I, I, Brock, or Mar- I don't see a lot. That I'm just like, oh, Alabama's without a lot of marquee names. I, they might have more than we think. And I wonder if Alabama cares more than we think. Now, they probably don't. I don't know. Um, I want to ride Kansas State. But I also want to finish well. So. Go opposite and make Daniel pick. <laughs> No, I'm looking at this total. It's interesting that it's a three-point line and a very low total. Like, th- this is apparently going to be a low-scoring affair. Like, if you're saying Alabama wins by three and you've got a total around 54, that's like a, what is that, a 28, uh, uh, 24 kind of game. Yeah. That's what, they're, that's what they're saying, something like that. I am going to ride, because bowl games get wild, man. Bowl games get wild. I actually think I'm going to ride the over in this one. I think we get more points than that. Um, I see. All right, Daniel. I'm gonna let. I see two fifty-three and a halfs. Yeah. One of them is at circa. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. One of them is yeah, circa. yeah. No, no, no. I'll never. You know, hey, if that's their line. That's that's a real okay. line. All right. I will take the over in this, and since I can get it at 53 and a half, I'm absolutely going to take the over. I think this one does. I think there are more points in this uh, than, than we're expecting based off of what we've seen from Kansas State. I do think they're going to have to keep up with Alabama a little bit more. So I will take the over 53 and a half. Daniel? Um, pretty clearly here, I've already bet this uh, at a better number, but I'm taking 54 and a half. I'm taking the under. Uh, there's plenty of 54 and a halfs available. Look, this is a tough one here. First off, I'm shocked Bryce Young is still signed up to play this game. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if an announcement's coming or not, but but I'm surprised there has not been one yet. Um, I mean, look, I love betting college football. I love these games, but I also understand uh, at this point, this is a business for a lot of these guys. And for Bryce Young, this is, you know, million-dollar business situation. So, um, I mean, unless you guys have heard something, but at this point, as far as I know, he's still playing the game, and that that really surprises me. But I, I have a feeling, I have a feeling some names on Alabama's offense might sit out of this game. Um, two things here: Alabama comes full speed, ready to play. Kansas State doesn't score a lot of points. Alabama limps in, not caring about this game. Kansas State is going to be able to keep them to not a lot of points. So either way I look at it, and and the style that Kansas State is going to attempt to win this game is going to be a keep-away situation. 
under 54 and a half cash it for me. Let, let me know. I want this to, I want this to hit 54 and then we sure. Oh, I love that. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so let me know if you guys think that this is a, if this is something or nothing in these games where, you know, typically teams don't care to show up like Alabama in this situation. It's, it's viewed as beneath them as not what they signed up for is not what they expected. That kind of thing. How is players opting out going to start changing that? Whereas you have all this talent like Bryce Young and stuff like that, if they opt out, but those are the guys that didn't really want to play in the bowl. And now you have, freshmen or, or, or guys that don't get to play a lot, you know, you're going to say, Hey, you get to play in this bowl game in front of your family, like big thing. And now all of a sudden they care a little bit more and they're a higher recruited base. Is that, is that something or nothing? You guys, you follow me? I, I hear what you're saying. I think it's just so hard to judge bowl games because of all the, like, it could be, it could have an impact, but it so does like every other thing that just makes bowl games weird. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I've never heard anybody voice that like, well, this is a good thing that they've had their best players opt out. Cause now you're going to players who actually care to be there. I'm like, eh, maybe I just, I don't, I think once the team has a mindset, like it's the whole team's got a mindset. And, and how much does that make it harder for like Kansas state to prepare? if They don't even know who's going to be on the field. Just, I don't know. It's a rabbit hole. I think I think you're overthinking picking ball games. There's a lot. Yeah, of dude, go, just, go go back to your old way of doing it. Just open the paper that tweet. morning, see who's playing. Yeah, I mean it's worked this season. <laughs> I, I told Philip before we started recording that honestly, I didn't even know what some of the bowl matchups were. No, Texas is playing Washington. Cool. It sounds like every other week this season, and here you are. Uh, all right. December 29th, we've got two other Big 12 games. First up, Alamo Bowl, classic Big 12 game between the Big 12 and the Pac-12. Texas, four-and-a-half-point favorite in this one against Washington. Uh, Over-under in this game is set at – oh, I just had it, and then it disappeared on me. Washington is uh, 67 – man, what did I see? Oh, man, 68-and-a-half. I see a 69, 68, 67-and-a-half. This one is all over. This total is everywhere. It has been bet up uh this is texas open as a three and a half point favorite and has has that line's moved up very interesting i wonder with texas i think they care i do because i think if you're texas and you're still trying to build and you're steve sarkeesian and then you're this coaching staff and you're continuing to try and build you want the offseason momentum you want to go into the offseason and you want everyone to feel good about a season that should be viewed as a success, but because of expectations and what they are at Texas every year, it might not be. Ending the year with a win over a program that is kind of considered a blue blood in Washington in one of the better bowl games that there are in primetime at the Alamo Bowl, I think Texas will care and I think they should care. And I think they'll come out and they'll play well. I have questions with Texas about guys who've entered the portal. I've got questions with Texas about Texas opt-outs, who will be. Um, 
Back to, let's pull them up real quick. Let's see. Bijan Robinson, Overshone. Let's big... see. No Robinson, no Overshone, no Demir, no, yeah, no Roshan. Is Carrick a starter? Coffee. Man. <laughs> They're not going to have a backup quarterback, apparently. Um, You know what? I just said all those nice things about Texas. Give me Washington plus four and a half. <laughs> uh, I, I I forgot Roshan and Bijan. No, no, sorry. The, I've seen what happens with this offense when it's relying entirely upon Quinn Ewers. Maybe he's going to be healthy. Maybe he has been healthy and he'll be great. Uh, but I've seen what happens with the offense can't rely on Bijan. So um, give me Washington plus four and a half. Uh, Daniel. I'm coming with you, actually. Uh, I make this line much shorter. It opened at six, was hammered down immediately. Uh, to four and a half there's even a few fours popping up I think as this game gets closer to kick we're even going to see this line maybe get down to like a three and a half or three Um, as far as I know Washington uh, is going to have everybody I think even the QB is going to be playing in this game so uh, I mean the total surprises me too with where that's at uh, considering who Texas has not playing so like I said, Washington, I, I think a Washington straight-up win might be coming here as well. So if we got some – well, Circus got a five, so give me that Washington five and let's cash it. We just – did. we Ooh, set we this got, up we, for you, Chris. There you go. It's easy. Five? Oh, thank you. I'll, I'll ride a five with Are you. Are they? Good grief, yeah. You said Washington plus five, right? You got a five? Is that what I'm seeing here? Yeah. Hold on. I see fives at Mirage. I see fives at – I never know who you're going to let me use and not, Daniel. Let's see. Yeah. All right. Washington. Just Bucks. call it out. You know, we'll just, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> we're going to get an official sponsor next yeah. year so we can only use one number. That's what we're going to do. All right, Oof. Chris. We've set, we've set the table for you. I mean, it's there for the taking. And honestly, I think Texas is the better team here. I mean, I think they're the best four team, four lost team in the country, hands down. Uh, they've had some, you know, some unfortunate breaks, some somehow they let Oklahoma State beat them. Uh but but they're they're a very good team. The the question is the opt outs and and oof. And and Washington loses a running back, but I don't think he even got any yards this year, so it doesn't matter much. Oh geez. You guys teed it up. This is in Texas. I do think Texas is the better team. They have the better lines. The question is the want, the will. They started the season pretty strong against Alabama. Oh, man, I don't know. I, I'm going to ride with Texas, I guess. I, You know, I, I I did the math. I figured it out that if I just take Daniel's pick every time I have the opportunity, then he has to beat me the left, the last four, the other four games. So I could just take his pick and statistically have a pretty good chance of winning. But is I that how you want to win? Is that nah, do you want to look really. in the mirror? You want to look in the mirror for a full. It's one of those. I I don't want to win that it. way. But if that's the a way, W is a W. But I don't want to win. <laughs> all the record book. Right. All the record book show. I don't want to win. Is a W. There was another way to do it, but no. Um. Oh man. I'll, I'll I'm gonna go. I'm gonna ride Texas because I do think they're the better team. Okay. Texas minus four and a half. 
Uh, one other note, I love researching things while we're doing this. The Washington Huskies are number 33 in FBS in rushing yards allowed. They surrender just 127 rushing yards per game, allowing just 3.54 yards per carry. Feeling good about that. All right, the other game on that day, one of the two Cheez-It Bowls, which dilutes the brilliance of the Big 12 having the Cheez-It Bowl, uh, that would be the Oklahoma Sooners out there in Orlando, the 6-6 six and six Orlando Sooners against the Florida State Seminoles. Oklahoma, a 7.5-point dog in this one. Daniel, you're up first, sir. What would you like? I might surprise you boys here. We're going with Oklahoma. Um, Norvell is a famously uncaring bowl coach. Uh, I, I track a lot of this stuff, and not only does he not – I mean, he just doesn't prepare his teams. 0-4 uh, against the spread in his last four attempts, and a few of them aren't even close. I just don't think this is a priority for he and his staff along the way. And sort of like you just talked about with Texas, look, uh, obviously – at least I'm going to use the word disaster season for Oklahoma, in my opinion. I mean, just about as bad as it gets. You have an opportunity here against a coach who I don't think prepares his teams well, and we're catching eight and a half, eight in a lot of spots. It's like, this is, yeah, it's like, give me that eight and a half all day. And if Oklahoma can't hang in this situation, I don't know what's going on there with the program. I don't know what the disconnect is. Uh, maybe they just need to get all you know all new kids that that can fit what they're trying to do or something. But this is a layup. Give me Oklahoma should cover this number. All right, Chris. Man, this is. I mean, efficiency really likes Florida State. Oklahoma has a lot of well, not a lot, but they have some opt outs. Eric Gray, Jalen Redman, Theo Weiss. You know, it's going to affect the game a little bit. Also, I you know I'm not sold on Venables. You, you, the the coaching on the other side matters too, and I'm not sold on Venables. He's disorganized, makes questionable decisions during the game, like not giving uh, officials the opportunity to even look at a play that might benefit them. This is uh, but OU is an underdog. That's tough to ignore. Oh, you as an underdog. Mm, this is in Orlando, Florida State. I part of me thinks Florida State counts us more than we think. Just take Florida State. No, you really want me to. I mean, listen, gut, my gut was Oklahoma, right off the bat, Oklahoma, their dog. But man, that I also. How much of that is based on previous seasons? You know, not really so much this season and what we've seen and who they are. Losing your leading rusher? Oof. You know, I'm going to say, oh, why do I, I, why am I going to go opposite? I don't want to go opposite. All right, I'm going to say Florida State. And get you minus eight. Uh, Oklahoma. Since the transfer portal has opened, no team in the Big 12 has more more players enter the portal. Well, I guess since December 19th, or just or October 19th. 
But still, since December 2nd, 13 players. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7, 8, 9, 13. 13 players from Oklahoma have entered the portal. I haven't seen opt-outs outside of that. I could Google it real quick, but I don't want to. Um, like, this ball, this one opened. Florida State is a big favor, and everyone has just been like, no, Florida State's going to beat Oklahoma. Uh, that that's that's the consensus because Florida State is a is a better team. Uh, let's see. Eric Gray, Anton Harrison, Wanya Morris, Jalen Redman, uh, they've all opted out. Eric Gray is Oklahoma's best offensive player. Mm. Oh, man. Eight points feels like a lot. Every year there's a game. So every year that you guys know this, there's a, always a bowl game or two where you're just like, no, this team is going to win. It's just that there's there you know, there's no way that the team's going to win that game. It's not going to happen, but it's bowl season. There's always a couple where you're just like, I don't know how that happened. I don't, I don't know how that team won. It's insane. This feels like it could be one of those games where the, the public is all over Florida state and Oklahoma finds a way. It could be. I'm not, I'm not sure it is. 66, but no. You know what? Da- Chris, uh, we're going to gift Daniel a win here. And I'm going to ride with you. I- I'd rather I'd rather the other way. Nope, too bad. Um, but but also, you said Sorry. minus eight. Can I not get it at seven and a half? Or can we not get it at seven and a half? Let's see. Who's got seven and a half? I've got I have seven and a half across the board. Caesars? Yeah. Well, so it depends on what you're looking at. If we're looking at VSIN like we've been using, I see seven and a half at Caesars and Mirage. Daniel? Give it to him. We'll be charitable. Okay. Holiday spirit. Charitable. Bet MGN, Caesars, win. They're all seven and a half. <laughs> all right. We'll take seven and a half then. I appreciate that. Hey. I, I don't want to lose on a push. <laughs> we've had a lot of pushes. This is seven. That's the most. That's a lot. All right. Oh man, we're already we're only four through, guys. We're only four through. We got a lot of games to get to. There's a lot of college football left to watch, and I can't not wait for all of it. I also can't wait because I'm pretty sure I'm getting some home field apparel for Christmas, and I would hope that all of you are excited to potentially get some home field apparel under the tree as well, or that you have already ordered some for the loved ones in your life, because it's incredible. T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, joggers. You can get them with vintage college sports logos. You can get them just in the core collection, plain as day. And they are incredibly, incredibly comfortable. You can get them with a discount, 15% off your first order with the promo code NETWORK12, N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1-2. And I hope you took advantage during the... 12 days of home field and got those TCU joggers. They put out TCU joggers. Can you? That's crazy. They were awesome. Why would you not want those? Did you also know that right now, are they still on there? Are the Kansas State joggers still there? Because Kansas State won the Big 12? No, they're gone too. And you got to get these things when you have a chance. There's still plenty of Kansas State and TCU gear available. Every Big 12 school, current and future, are just 14 with the more than 100 schools they have available. So go shop now, buy for yourself, buy for a friend, buy for a family member, get it under the tree, get it ordered quick. Promo code NETWORK12 for 15% off your first order and be rocking the most comfortable college sports apparel. This bowl season, basketball season, and soon to be baseball and softball season, which is awesome. 
getting pumped. I'm pumped to do lots of basketball talk. We've got a new partnership that I'm thrilled that's going to help us out a lot. Very good. Very, very good. Go shop home field. All right, moving on to December 28th. We have three games involving current or future Big 12 teams on the calendar that day. Let's kick things off with the Texas Bowl featuring Texas Tech, another Big 12 SEC matchup. Texas Tech, their first season under Joey McGuire, going to a bowl game. They are three-point dogs to Ole Miss. Who's up here? I believe, Chris, I believe it's your turn, sir. You are up first. The line is, I just said it. Man, I got to type faster. Texas Tech is a three-point, three-and-a-half-point dog over under at 69-and-a-half. Chris, what do you want? Ole Miss, I hope the I hope Texas Tech gets washed in this. They're going to have the the flag. The name is, a, is escaping me, but uh, – they're gonna have the pirate flag. It's going crossbones. Yeah, but it's it's got a name, and I can't think of it right now. And I just don't know how I feel about it. Like, you, you refuse to pay the man his foot money. You cost him two years of coaching. You you slandered his name when he was vindicated. You just stuck to your guns and said, "Well, too bad, so sad." You hid behind sovereign immunity, and now, and now you want to honor him. It seems like a a publicity grab, and. Jolly Roger, that's the flag. But it's uh yeah, I don't wanna you know go Ole miss. Okay. Ole miss, uh minus three and a half here. Hmm. 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 That total is high. It's a high total. You know, Ole Miss unders were quite a quite a thing a lot of the way through this season. I think Texas Tech fans will show up for this game. I think Texas Tech fans will be excited for this game. I think there will be some offense in this game. Give me the over. Give me the over in this game. I want the over 69.5. I think there's going to be some points. You just you say Ole Miss and Texas Tech, and that just screams over. And again, I don't typically like totals this high, but you can't say Ole Miss and Texas Tech and be like, yeah, that's going to be a low-scoring affair. Since when? How? In what way possible? I want to. I hope this game goes over. I hope it's just offense, 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 offense. Give me the over 69 and a half. It sounds crazy, but I love it. Daniel. What did Chris take? Uh, Ole Miss minus three and a half. Give me Texas Tech three and a half. This game's not on my radar. I don't care. I'll watch it just hoping I beat Chris. Wow. Texas Tech, three and a half. And look, I feel dirty taking it because because Chris, I, I agree. I agree with everything you're saying about the school and Leach. I'm right there with you, man. Nothing but love for the pirate. But you know, this is free beer here. So Texas Tech, three and a half. I need him. I need him here. Bet River has a four. As does Yeah, this is this is three and a half. I'd love to take the West four, game. but this is this is three okay. and a half. Okay. Hey, you know. Hey, you know. Just trying to, hey, just look, trying to give look. everybody a Merry Christmas here. No, no, no. Ball ball don't lie. I go take that four. It's guaranteed old miss wins by like seventeen points or something. No, so. you're you're rooting for the people that are, <laughs> are trying to get good publicity off of someone's death that they that they host. I hope no, I hope know? Texas Tech loses. I hope I have three and a half. I hope Texas Tech loses by three. And I hope Old Miss has the greatest celebration of their life. There you go. 
Moving on, the Military Bowl, featuring a future Big 12 team, UCF, coming off a, a, just a, a smashing. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, against Tulane. Uh, that Tulane-USC game. <laughs> That's going to be fun. I can't wait for that one. But UCF facing off against Duke, a team that beat or lost to Kansas this year. This is not a bad thing anymore. Uh, Duke is a two and a half point favorite. UCF two and a half point dog over under at sixty two and a half. Um, I don't trust UCF. I haven't. I don't. I still don't. I'm not gonna. Um, there's no reason to trust UCF. They play up and down to competition. Military Bowl is played. Oh, where is that game? Let's see. It's not the Armed Forces Bowl. The Military Bowl is in Annapolis, Maryland. Yeah. In my in my brain, Duke's had a nice year. They went eight and four, if I recall correctly. Um but I just, you know, in my brain, I think, okay, UCF should should win this. UCF better program, been better for quite some time. But they made the AAC championship game. That's a big deal. But they're so up and down. And I don't trust them. I don't. Every time I think, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna trust UCF, they come back and it blows up in my face. Every time I've been like, I'm gonna go against them. So I, I I don't know here, and I'm going to be honest. I don't trust UCF, so I'm going to ride with Duke because I, I'm, I'm not going to start trusting a team now in their last game of the season. Uh, I see mostly two and a halves. I see a two at Mirage. Mm, Daniel? Let me check this thing here. Pull that line up for you. Ah, twos or two and a half. I mean, there's there's plenty of both, so this is a situation. Shop right. around and get a good line. I'll take two, Duke minus two, you know, since, uh, since that's the side that I'm going to take. Daniel? I'm coming with you. This has been Duke money uh, since these lines opened. And this thing opened with you as a favorite, um, and it's just been nothing but Duke money all the way. I don't know what information is out there, but in bowl game situations – a line move on information. It's sort of like when there's smoke, there's fire. So, you know, this is going to be one of those situations where morning of kick, it comes out that, oh, half of UCF's defense isn't there, or, oh, the entire wide receiver room isn't going to be playing in this game. Some news like that comes out. It won't be surprised at all. So the way the early line move happened, I suspect we're going to get something like that. I'm going to come with you, Duke, minus two. Yeah, I, I'm with both of you, UCF is missing their second leader receiver, a couple of linebackers. They're inconsistent already. I like I like Duke. Uh, for everything you guys just said, let's make it simple. Take Duke and, you know, just kind of guarantee UCF this win. I say congratulations to UCF on your military bowl victory. Uh, it's a glorious day for UCF. Welcome to the Big 12. All right. One last bowl on that day, the Liberty Bowl out there in Memphis. Look, again, I've been to this bowl game. Stadium's fine. Uh, a day in on Beale Street, not a bad way to prep yourself for a bowl game. This one, an interesting matchup because Missouri run scurred and didn't want to play Kansas in a bowl game. Meanwhile, the Missouri head coach throwing up stupid signs about 
Kansas cheating at a basketball game where Kansas blew out Missouri by like 30. Drinkowitz is a but that's, dork. That's the SEC though, right? It's, it's not Missouri ducking. It's the SEC ducking. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, they're the ones that control the matchup. Missouri can ask, but it, you know, they don't have a lot of sway yeah. in the conference. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Whatever you, whatever excuse you want to give Missouri. Uh, those are some stripeless tigers. That's all I'm going to say. So instead, Kansas will be facing off against Arkansas, which is much, much. Uh, look, two teams I, I like. I like Kansas and I live in Arkansas. I have three for Arkansas. I'm married into a family of Arkansas fans. So I am intrigued by this one. Uh, Kansas is a three point dog over under at 68 and a half. I think it's, let's see, Daniel, I think you're back up, sir. What would you like here? Gosh, we're just setting this up for Chris to come along with me. I like, <laughs> how, I mean, how do you, you not say Kansas? that after you just took Texas Tech for the sheer reason I didn't? <laughs> how do you not take Kansas in this spot? Seriously. Like this, uh, they got bet down right away. Um Crap, I hope they show up because I'm taking them. Kansas plus three. I mean, uh, I'm not going to say, oh, this is their Super Bowl, right? That's We'll say that's pushing a little far, but what a celebration. I mean, what an awesome year. What uh, we, we get them catching points, you know, SEC. I don't have it right in front of me, but they're against the spread track record uh, in bowl games uh, is not ideal as a favorite. This last, we'll say, you know, five, six, seven years. It's just... Everything screams Kansas in this spot. Let's keep celebrating the Jayhawks and the awesome season they had. Plus three. Chris? Yeah, I mean, Daniel teed it up, so I'm going to go ahead and take it. Jayhawks plus three. <laughs> Arkansas, they have some opt-outs. They're, they got some guys on the defensive side. I'm not sure how much they contribute, but it's it's a list. Uh, Hazelwood, you know, he's he's out. Uh, and, and, and Kansas, I mean, when was the last time they went to a bowl game? They know seven that. years ago? Yeah. Seven years ago? Eight years ago? I mean, 2008, right? 2009, something's got to be something like that. It's, oh, uh, gotcha. It's, it's like 13 yeah. years. Oh, crap. Got it. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, give, give me Kansas. And they're an underdog. They have nothing to lose. They, they're going to – no one wants to be at a bowl game more than Kansas. Well, I was trying to look at against the spread records in bowl games. Um, it's like single digits for, K- for KU. No, nah, since it's like 2020, but I can't get like bowl games as a favorite. It won't go, won't go that detailed. That's okay. All right. Look, you you look at this and say these are two fan bases that don't have to travel far. I mean, Arkansas, I mean, Memphis. I, I live in the middle of Arkansas. And Memphis is two hours away. It's why I wish Memphis would join the Big Twelve. Um. Just selfish purposes. Kansas is not going to have to travel that far. But then we'd have to go Arkansas to Arkansas fans are going to travel that far. You have to, yeah, it's okay. Again, Beale Street, fun. Ball, ball game, go home. It's a two-hour drive. I can day trip it. I don't care about the rest of you. I'm a selfish person who wants to go to a Big 12 game that I don't have to travel far for. Well, here's your like, chance. You, we, we should, we should pick Kansas. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be in. I'm not going to be in town. That's the week I go to my. My family is in Oklahoma, wrong direction. Uh, we're going to do this for the second straight time just because. Um, props to Arkansas on your win. I'm taking Kansas plus three. I just, 
I can't not pick it. I can't. I can't not pick Kansas here. They should be healthy for this game. Jalen Daniels should be healthy for this game. I, I, I don't think you're going to see a bunch of Kansas opt outs. Uh, I know they've had some guys into the transfer portal. I don't. It's not a lot, and they aren't all a bunch of impactful players. Like this is for Kansas' first bowl game in like 13 years. They are going to be jacked to be there. Arkansas disappointing into your season. Lose to Missouri. You're going to Liberty Bowl. It's not that far. It's not that romantic. Like they'll have fans there. It should have a lot of fun. I I think Kansas wins this game. Like Arkansas probably should on paper. You look at it and say Arkansas should win this game. Arkansas has been up and down. You did have a, uh, one of your better tight ends transfer because the tight end coach left to go be the OC at South Carolina. I'm going to ride with Kansas with all of you. We're all going to agree. We agree. Perfect. Agree. Okay. December 27th, our next game. The guaranteed rate bowl, what used to be the cheese bowl, played in a baseball stadium uh, between two teams who will not have their starting quarterbacks. Oklahoma State versus Wisconsin. Wisconsin, a three-point favorite, over under it. Ugh, 43 points. Uh, Chris, you're up first, sir. What would you like? Not to have to watch this game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a 9 p.m. Central Time kickoff. Yeah, I mean, as an Oklahoma State fan. <laughs> and I will stay up for it. Yeah, as an Oklahoma State fan, clearly not the season that it was shaping up to be injuries, have just decimated this team now how healthy can they be coming back but there's some weird stuff going on in stillwater i mean the 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 transfer portal the office the computer in the libraries were catching on fire from guys you know trying to enter that portal it's weird i and philip you and i talked about this off the record and and i guess it's not as bad as it seems but it Man, that's rough. I don't know. I just I don't believe in the Cowboys right now. I don't know what's going on. They're 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 banged up. Spencer Sanders wasn't healthy, and now he's not even there. We saw what was behind him. It's not much right now. Um, what's the not Gundy, but the other one? What's his name? I I feel like he he could come along, but he's not there yet. Philip, what's his name? Uh, Rangel. Yeah. Um, Gundy's clearly not the answer. At quarterback. I feel like Wisconsin's going to show up and beat them up. That's kind of, that's my gut on it. Give me Wisconsin. All right. Wisconsin minus three. Uh, no one, I don't think there's anybody in the Big 12 who cares more about bowl games than Mike Gunn. Anybody. This is the man who fought with his former athletic director to put bowl banners up in the practice facility. That was a legitimate fight that they had. Is that not ridiculous? It's crazy. Let's see. I can go all the way back to 2006. What's the argument not to? It's the practice facility. Who cares? Let him do what he wants. Mike, Mike Holder was chief. Um, Oklahoma State, Mike Gundy, are 10 and 6 against the spread. In bowl games since 2006. I've got 11 and 10 five. and six. You have 11 and five? Yeah, then, so I'm then, I'm, what I'm going off of says 10 and six. So I don't know. Point is, he's he's above 500. They have a winning record in bowl games. Uh, 
They go all out in bowl games. The last time they played in this bowl, I will never forget, it was then the Cheez-It Bowl. James Castleman was a defensive lineman. Um, they threw the ball to him. He, A defender hit him in the helmet, paint chipped, flew off. Uh, two defenders flew off of James Castleman, and he continued to run. It's one of the most memorable plays of a bowl game in Oklahoma State history because it was so, what the heck is going on? Mike Gundy's will throw out the kitchen sink when it comes to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. I was at that game. It was uh, against Washington, right? Yeah. It was against Washington. That's 2014 when they had the – when Bob Stoops kicked it again and Tyreek Hill ran it back and Oklahoma won Bedlam and went to a bowl game and the rest is history. Mike Gundy cares about bowl games. He gets his team up for them. He plays in them. My my gut says – like Wisconsin, Luke Fickle's the new head coach, Cincinnati coach. He's going to help coach in this bowl. I believe Jim Leonard, who's been the head coach uh, through the back half of the season, is going to stick around for the bowl game uh, before he goes off to whatever his next job will be. You don't have your starting quarterback. It sounds like it's going to be weird. It's going to probably be weird for OSU. This is going to be a weird game. Part of me wants you to just take the under, but I'm going to ride with Gundy in a bowl game. I'll take OSU Minus three, I think, is the best I can get. Yes, it is. That is a consensus across the board. Daniel. Let's see here. Oklahoma State versus Colorado in 2016. Oklahoma State three-point dogs. They won 38-8. to Blew them. Blew them out. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State was a six-point favorite. Closes against Virginia Tech in 2017. Won 30-21. Covered the spread. Nine and a half point dog against Missouri in 2018. Looks like they won that game, 38-33. One straight up is an Which almost game, 10 point. Uh, this is 2018 versus Missouri. Uh, yep, that's the Liberty Bowl. Yep, that's the one I was there. Yep, won that game straight up as an almost 10 point dog. Texas A&M in 19, five point dogs. They lost 24-21, covered that spread. Miami, Oklahoma State, Miami or Oklahoma State went off minus one, won the game 37-34, went off against Notre Dame minus one, one by two, one, two, three, four, five, six years in a row, Gundy has covered. This guy absolutely cares about the postseason. Um, Look, if he's going to cover this game or not, I don't know, but I'm taking Gundy because I do know at least whoever he shows up with, to the best of my abilities, I know that he has prepared these guys to not only try to cover the spread, but even win the game as a dog. So let's keep rolling with the man. Gundy, six years in a row. Let's make it seven. Okay, State plus three. I like it. Congrats, Chris, on your win. It's uh, two against one. You know how that goes. Uh, <laughs> uh, if, uh, if you are feeling like uh, we've had a great sponsor here on the show for this college football season. Of course, it's prize picks. We've talked to you about them every week. Now, look, I would give you a prize pick for this week. The problem is they're literally going to update like every day because there's bowl games every day. So I give it to you right now. Actually, you know what? I You know what? I can give you one right now. Here we go. This is perfect. Max Duggan. 245 and a half passing yards over under. Boys, our last college football prize pick pick of the week over under 245 passing 245 and a half pardon me passing yards for max duggan against michigan in the college football playoff what do you guys got under and i'm confused why it's even that high 
That seems absurdly high. One, we just talked about how it's expected to be kind of a low-scoring game. And then two, if TCU is going to win, it's probably not with his arm. Right. I mean, like he, he he's a decent quarterback and oh, everything. Yeah. He's a good I mean, I felt like he had a Heisman performance against Kansas State. That was an amazing like the way he willed him, but he did that with his feet. And I yeah, I just I don't see him getting 250 yards. He's a he's a decent passer. I don't want to say anything. I'm not trying to say he's not. But that's a lot of yards. Under. Daniel. Over. You know that doesn't affect your record. You don't have to go opposite me on that one. <laughs> That's waiting for. I was waiting for you to. I was waiting for you to say something. <laughs> yeah, over. It's over. Look, this, this front seven. Front seven is going to be tough. Just, just straight up for TCU's run game, and uh, a path to success needs to include Max Duggan throwing the ball. I think they are going to cover the spread within one score. So that tells me they are going to have some level of success to the air. And let's ride over. You know what, Daniel? I like where your head's at. I like where your heart's at. I'll ride with you. We'll both go let's over. go. So if you believe that Max Duggan will go over or under 245 and have passing yards, or there's another one right here, maybe you think he'll go over or under 265 and a half passing plus rushing yards against Michigan, then you need to to put your money where your mouth is. Download the Prize Picks app. If you take when you do the over on the passing and not the five more yards to include the run. No, no. It's 20 okay, more yards. Whatever. What are you even doing? I don't you, Can I can I get can I get through my read? Sure. Throw me off here. I don't even know where I was. Oh, download the app. Use the promo code NETWORK12 N E T W O R K. One, two, four, a 100% deposit match. That means that if you deposit a dollar, they'll give you a dollar to play with. If you deposit $100, they give you $100 to play with and everything in between. Find a couple you like, place a couple of, make a couple of picks and see how you do. Payouts are easy. They're quick. It's a ton of fun. They've got college football for bowls. They got NFL. They got NBA. They got soccer. I did some for World Cup. It was really fun. I didn't do great, but I, I tried nonetheless. They got tennis, college basketball. College basketball going strong, folks. They got plenty of college basketball. Every day they've got new college basketball ones available in there. And I tell you what they are, but they're going to change by the time this podcast comes out, so there's no point in me giving you those lines. Go download Prize Picks. Have a little fun this holiday season. Maybe you want to make a little extra money for holiday gifts. Not a bad way to try it out. And I mean, 100 bucks to play with. Not a bad thing. So, Go download the Prize Picks app. Easy to do. Network 12. Get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Have some fun. Have some fun. Appreciate Prize Picks for being a sponsor here on the show and the network this college football season. Been a lot of fun having them. And uh, we're going to see maybe they'll stick around for college basketball. A lot of basketball going on. All right. Two, two, go. Three to go. No, four to go. Oh, man. I almost forgot. Oh, I'm five. Wow. We got a lot of picks left. I didn't even finish my list. I got to fix my Google drive chart i'm gonna i've lost it i've lost the thread all right let's move on independence bowl <laughs> at this point people are like all right philip just just come on let's go we got things i interrupt go. one ad uh, read. yeah and you just mess up the whole show why do you got to do that man why don't you just had reads they're a sacred time houston is a six and a half or seven point favorite 
over Louisiana. People keep putting in Louisiana Lafayette. They are just Louisiana. There's no Lafayette. They dropped the Lafayette. It's just the University of Louisiana. Houston versus Louisiana. Houston seven point favorite over under at fifty eight. I don't know whose turn it is to go first here. I think it's mine because I think Chris went first on the last one. Um, Houston should beat Louisiana. They just should. Sorry, but they should. You're an AAC or an AAC team going up against. Louisiana and Billy Napier ain't the head coach no more. I don't know if Houston's going to care. I don't remember who all Houston has opting out for this game. I'm sure it's a few because it's probably not where they thought that they would be. Head start of the season. I think it's just just the backup quarterback. Is that it? Everyone else is going to play? Let's see. Hmm. Did I just find an opt-out article? Oh, look, that's, that's a thing of beauty. Let's go down to Houston. See what happens when we get there. Houston. Yeah, Holman Edwards. That's the only one. QB1, Ben Wooldridge for Louisiana was knocked out mid-November. Chandler Fields has started the last two regular season games. He'll start for Louisiana. (sighs) I think Houston should win this game. Can they win it by a touchdown? I see six and a half, Daniel. Do you see six and a half? Yeah, yeah. There's six and a half there, for sure. All right. Uh, I never know what to do with Houston. The best the best move with Houston is always to fade Houston or to go with the total uh, because they're just so unreliable. I don't want to keep dragging this out. Total's 58. I just... It doesn't matter. I'm out of this race. Uh, let's have some fun. Give me Louis. I see some sevens as well, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Great. Give me Louisiana plus seven. I don't trust Houston. I'm not going to start doing it now. There's no reason to, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to, I'd rather go out sticking to my guns on this one than, uh, trying to suddenly buy into something that I don't believe in. I don't Daniel. Easy pick here. I'm shocked where this line is going. I'm betting Lafayette. I actually got a bad number on them. I I got some a little bit of five and five and a half when this thing first opened. And uh, once I can get some clean seven, which there is out there right now, so uh, in the next day or two, I'm going to grab more. Uh, I, I'm betting Lafayette. Look, uh, Olgerton does not care about bowl games at all. He's two and seven against the spread. Uh, and as a favorite, let's see, uh, he was a favorite of seven points against Hawaii. He lost straight up by double digits uh, when he was at West Virginia. Three-point dog to Syracuse, got blown out by 20. Uh, Seven-point dog to Utah, blown out by 17. Uh, three-point dog to Miami, lost 31-14. He was, uh, let's see, four-point favorite against Syracuse, lost straight up 38-14. Three-point favorite to Texas A&M. Lost 45-37, and his, uh, he covered last year against Auburn, and that was sort of a game of, uh, of two teams where nobody wanted to win at all in any way whatsoever. Uh, they won 17-13. I'm not going to give him that much credit because that was his first bowl win or cover in a decade. So, look, we got a, a season, and it's now a season of – NIL and opt-outs and protecting yourself and transfer portal. 
and they have to go win this game by more than a touchdown uh, in a situation where I believe Dana's not going to care and not going to prepare the team. Louisiana, seven. Let's cash it. Chris, Look, we put you in a yeah. very difficult spot here. I mean, kind of, yes and no. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. If I believe in Houston, they, they prove me wrong. If I cut them loose, if I don't believe in them, then they, they go and win out of spite. So it doesn't matter. So I might as well just ride with Daniel. You little. Hey, I wasn't going to play like <laughs> this, but you, you went that route. So oh, I love it. Sure. We have now all agreed in three of the last four picks. Also, I Hogers is not a people came great for. head coach. So, I mean, Daniel's right about that. Oh, he is the anti-Mike Gundy when it comes to bowl games. He does not care. He he does he, he doesn't. Especially this, I can't I can't imagine he cares this season at all. Uh, hello, Baylor. How you doing there in the Armed Forces Bowl? Baylor taking on Air Force. Baylor, one of the very few. I mean, at this point, we have uh, three, three future or current Big Twelve teams that are favorites in their bowl game. We've already done Texas. We got we just did Houston, and now I've done Baylor. That's it. Of these twelve games, the twelve games of the fourteen. Sorry, I can't do math. It's twelve. I'm tired. Uh, three favorites. Baylor, five and a half point favorite against the Armed Forces. Five and a half point favorite. Over under at forty nine. Daniel, I think you're up first here. If my uh, if my math is correct, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. What would you like, sir? Well, it was just this year on January 1st, 2022, where uh, Ronda won his one and only bowl game as a head coach. Beat Ole Miss 21 to 7 in a grind out, slowed down game. I was very surprised at the pace Baylor took. And then the nice job they did on D. Obviously, not enough for us to go on to know what kind of coach he's going to prep us for. But um, I was surprised that this total got bet up to where it did. There are still some 49s out there, uh, and I like that number. I'm going to be I'm going to be taking the under here, and I'll probably have a, just a little bit. Of, it'll be a light bet that I'll have, but I'll have a real money bet on under 49 uh, once we get just a little bit closer to kick here. I'm hoping we can get to like a 50 and a half, but we'll see what happens. Uh, look, obviously Air Force option team. I think Baylor is going to do a decent job against them. Obviously, their favorites here. You know, this total saying it's going to be 27-21 you know, Baylor win or something like that. I think Baylor might be able to keep Air Force in the teens. Baylor keeps this into the high teens, low 20s. This game's going to cruise under. Give it to me, 49. Chris? Under 49. Well, well Baylor, well, they kind of fell apart at the end of the year. Three straight losses. That's tough. They, they're not really losing anybody, though, going to this bowl game. I mean, Fleeks is out, but he didn't really contribute much this year. It's not a big loss. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know how Baylor's going to score. I might. I think the under is the smart play here. This is what you're going to do the rest of the way. Yes. Yeah, he's going to just... Yeah, I mean that forty nine <laughs> is a big number, though. I mean, you can't blame a guy for taking an under on a forty nine. They're just leaving it out there for you. Okay, under forty nine, it is gamesmanship, my friend. Gamesmanship. Um, well, I think now it's impossible. It's impossible for me to win now, right? 
No, that's not true. Yeah, right. I mean, no, yeah. we've gone opposite yeah. multiple games. One, two. I also have the next. You've pick. only gone opposite. I also have the next pick, so there's another chance you can go opposite. Got it. Okay. You've gone opposite three times so far. Oh, that's it. So we're the same on like six picks. Well, but they did well because he'll have a like he like. Sugar Bowl. He's got Kansas State, but you've got. A oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah. So anytime, yeah, so, anytime we have not the same pick. How many guys? How many picks do we have done the same? That you've done exactly yeah, the yeah. same. Because that's One, all that matters. Two, three, four, five. Oh yeah, no, I have five out of eight. eight. So three different. So in so in eight games, I have to make up five. Oh, that's so hard. You are the you are the you are opposite of each other. On, how many do we not agree on? Just not, not doesn't mean have to be opposite. But if he took a total, I took his aside. You know that we're just it's not the same pick. Just three. Hold on, no, no, hold on. One, okay, Sugar Bowl, Alamo, Cheese It, Texas, guaranteed rate. So five. I have to go so, five and L. No, we still have five done, games to we've pick. We've done ten. No, we've done ten. Three more. So I got to go like crap. All right. So okay, okay. We've no done. problem. Roll on. Roll on. Let's go. Roll on. All right. Um, as for me and my bet, <laughs> no one cares. Think of that one. <laughs> mute you. I'm gonna pick four, Chris. Chris will take uh, over everything in the rest of the game. Um, Baylor firing. Ron Roberts, DC is gone. I assume Dave Randall will coach the defense in this game as well as the safeties coach and the special teams coordinator. Hopefully that is an improvement for special teams. No major opt-outs, no major transfers for Baylor thus far. Um, uh, I think they will come prepared. And with the time to prepare, it's tough when you've got a short turnaround to face off against uh, a a Navy or an Army or an Air Force. You have time to prepare for this game. Uh, December 22nd, that's when this game is getting played. We've got another like seven days to go. Um, I think Baylor will be prepared. I'd want to not just do the same thing you guys do because that's boring. I will take Baylor minus five and a half, which I think is the best I can get. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I if five. I was to take a side, I do think that's the right side. Daniel, what circuit got? Five. Five flat. Great. Thank you. Baylor minus five. That's what I saw, but I wanted to see if you said it as well. All right, I'll take Baylor minus five. I think I think Baylor can win this one by a touchdown. I do. Okay, moving on to two games this week. This Saturday. Day two of the College Bowl season. We've got two games to kick things off. We can start with the New Mexico Bowl. BYU versus SMU. BYU, a four-point dog. That's the that's what we're getting in all of this, folks. It just is the way it is at this point. Uh, Chris, you are up first. I just lost the bowl game on here. Where did it go? Why is it disappear? I'm getting annoyed when this stuff doesn't do what I want it to do. There it is. Uh, BYU a full point dog over under at 64. Chris, what you want? New Mexico Bowl. Let me check. Uh, let me check opt outs here. 
if you guys want to follow, I want to shout this out. Covers, they have a good little, uh, you can check the opt-outs for each bowl game by the bowl game instead of having to look up each individual team. I think that's pretty handy. I like that. So, uh, Fantasy Pros has an article as well. Nice. Nice. And uh, Jalen Hall not ruled out yet, but injured. But he's injured. Yeah. The way this line has gone, the injury expectations for BYU seem high. Over under 64. That's pretty high. I feel like Daniel's going to do a total. All right. <laughs> hey, man. This is getting cutthroat. But oof. I know this makes for good uh good podcast listening. I'm trying to get a read on this game. I don't BYU's been so up and down that you I want to believe in the problem is I want to believe in BYU. Unlike Houston, I want to believe in BYU. It's just is it the right side? SMU three and a half. Let's go SMU. I'm gonna go SMU. Three and a half. I don't feel either way about the total. So I'll let I'll leave that open for Daniel to take the total. There are three and a half. So SMU minus three and a half. Um I'm taking the total. Here I, I sat down like earlier this week to start doing like research and I got about two games in. And then I had kids who were sick or crying. Um I before I even looked what the total in this game was, I said I was gonna take the over. Here's here we go. Uh open to SMU. 19th in offensive FEI ratings, 22nd in EPA. BYU, 22nd in offensive FEI ratings, 19th in EPA. This is good offenses. These are two high-scoring, solid offenses. Let's talk about defense. <clears throat> SMU, 106th in defensive FEI ratings, 124th in defensive EPA. BYU, 113th in defensive FEI, 112th in EPA. SMU allows an average of 34.67 points per game on defense. BYU's defense allows 30. Like I said, I didn't really care what the number was when I sat down. I know there's going to be a bunch of injuries in this game, so it's probably a bad side to take. But, and I know this line, Danny, if I'm correct, this opened at 73 and a half and is bet, bet way, way down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's at 64. I'm taking the over. I think it's been bet down just right. Just enough. That I'm ready to take the over in this one. How about you? I got to roll at the under. I got some real money at the under at like 68 or so. Um, this just feels like, and the way this game's being bet, and the way it's Man, being I so called violent, that. The way it's being so bet down is uh, this feels like someone doesn't care to be there. I think I think they're playing in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Is that right? They that is correct. <sighs> I mean, this just – do either one of these teams want to be there? Do any of these kids – or does anybody at all want to be there? And, you know, I don't want to crap on Albuquerque. That's not the point of this pod. Dang, like, Daniel. That's messed up. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, I just finished Breaking Bad. Just watched the whole thing through just a few days ago. But anyway, that's for another pod. Um, look. Yes, our Breaking Bad recap. Yeah, look. Um <laughs> this line has moved so dramatically for a reason. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I have there, there's no read on this game. Both of these teams had sort of like a whatever season. Who wants to? Be, I don't know. Like, there it is. Give me the under. I don't need to get into it. What's this like? Uh, I already told everybody than, you were doing a total. I know. Spoilers, I see, dude. I, 
I think some 64 and a half. Yeah, so I oh, yeah there's a few. Slap me with that. I'll okay. take it. Nice. Very good. All right. All right. Um, I'm so glad that I get to go first on this one because I, I just – that let's just talk about the Fenway Bowl for a minute here. Cincinnati Louisville. This is the third year of the bowl has of its existence, and the first year it will actually be played. It was canceled both in 2020 and in 2021 because of COVID. <laughs> this year, it's not just the rivalry of the Keg of Nails rivalry. It's between Cincinnati and Louisville. If you don't know, Cincinnati's head coach, Luke Fickle, off to Wisconsin, will be facing off against Oklahoma State. Cincinnati said, we need a new head coach. Luke Fickle, great hire, took us to the college football playoff, first and only G5 team to have done it so far in the four-team era. Who can we get? Who's the next great head coach that we can hire? Oh, let's go get a guy. Let's go steal a sitting Power 5 head coach. Let's do that because we're going to a Power 5 conference now. Let's go get a guy who are stealing and if you can't see the air quotes in the air right now, from a school who cannot wait to see him go and who will take less money to take this job. It just so happens to be the head coach of Louisville. Scott Satterfield is now the head coach of Cincinnati. Um, Reminder, the last time Cincinnati, air quotes, hired away a coach from a Power 5 school with a middling record, it didn't go so well then. That man is now, of course, a senator for the state of Alabama. <laughs> if you can't tell from the tone and the way I'm talking about this, I think this is a crappy hire for Cincinnati. Maybe it'll work. Probably won't. Who knows? Did you know that this bowl game, both teams are on the same sideline? There's only one sideline. They'll be on the same side of the field. I really hope Scott Satterfield agrees to coach both teams in this bowl game. He all he has to do is literally like step from one sideline to the other. Doesn't even have to cross the field. Oh man, just the storylines for this one are fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. What a matchup we have in a bowl game on the second day of bowl season. Just absolutely incredible. Uh, Cincinnati. Now we should actually talk about the the number. Cincinnati a two point dog in this one. Total is set at 40. I have no idea what to expect in this game. None. Like, I, th- th- I've just told you all these incredible things about these two teams. Uh, Louisville just hired Purdue's head coach. Who's a, they finally got the guy they've wanted. An alumnus come to, Purdue, to Louisville from Purdue. Big win for them. I have no idea what to expect in this game. Not a thing. Not a clue. Like, I don't know how anyone looks at this game and goes, I got this game figured out. How? There's so much going on with this game. It's insane. Cincinnati probably won't have their starting quarterback at Ben Bryant. Let me, the, the list of players for Cincinnati that are either in the portal or opt out or injury is quite large. Louisville's is quite large as well. Malik Cunningham opt out for this one. So your starting quarterback for both teams probably not playing in this game. Your head coaches aren't actually going to be for either school. Like, I don't know how many coaches Louisville's actually going to have in this one either. Like, let's see. The assistants coming with Satterfield to Cincinnati. Co-DCs, Wesley McGriff and Brian Brown. Quarterback coach Pete Thomas. They won't participate in the bowl game. 
Uh, Louisville's offensive coordinator Lance Taylor accepted the Western Michigan head coach job. Strength coach Ben Souders left for Arkansas. How many coaches is Louisville actually going to have to coach in this game? This game is going to be a, I don't like a mess. And there's there are some words I'd like to throw before mess to help aptly describe how ridiculous this bowl game is going to be. This game is going to be ugly and gross. I, 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 the total is at 40. Goodness, I want to take the under here. And that just feels like, I don't think I could take a total that low, an underside in a non matchup of academies. I'm just going to take Cincinnati. I'm taking Cincinnati minus, uh, plus two. I think that's the best line I can get. Daniel, is that the best line I can get? I see some one and a halfs. No, no, no. I want a plus two. That's right. I want, I want plus two. Cincinnati plus yeah, two. Yeah, there's no twos out there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take Cincinnati plus two. I don't, who the hell knows with this game? It is ugh, wonderful, disgusting, just glorious nonsense. Daniel? I mean, you've said everything. That needs to be said. <laughs> like, this is an example of like, just don't, why, like, don't why are they playing this? Like, seriously, like, this is just <laughs> silly. Whatever this is turning into, and like out on the West Coast, this is an eight AM game. Like, like what? You're it's like, I woke up and oh, this terrible game. No one cares about it's the third quarter. Um, look, it's going to be a little bit of rain. I don't know. I. I I'm going to take the over. This just, you know, this is a non-traditional game. I can see coaches, you know, doing the old, like, let's, let's try to get the, the the seventh year running back who was the equipment guy for five years. Like, let's try to get him a touchdown at the end of the game for no reason. Like, just crap like that I can see happening in this game. I mean, this is uh, of the 287 bowl games there are this year. This feels like like literally one of the most sort of pointless and what are we even doing here? So, right. Like almost an exhibition type situation. I know these all are, but this one really feels like it. 40, a touch too low. Yeah. They're going to give, you know, they're going to have a Rudy moment on for each team, giving some scrappy kid a cheap touchdown over 40. Yeah. This is a, yeah. I mean, like, like, like you said, I mean, Philip, you kind of covered all the bases there. Uh, if you saw what I if I saw saw what I did there, anyway. Fenway Park. Yeah. This is I'm a with, baseball. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, with yeah. you. I'm yeah, with yeah. you, man. What do you? I feel like the players are going to want to beat Cincinnati. Louisville's going to want to win this game. Just a little bit of revenge, a little whatever. But at the same time, who's going to organize this? This. This is tough. It, it it feels like this is going to be just a sloppy, sloppy game. Sloppy games can be high scoring. I don't know about you guys, but I like the over in this one. I'm going over. <laughs> uh, Chris. Making it tough. I'm going to have to sweep. I'm going to have to sweep the games we're not. So that's six games now. We're now the same on out of 13. So seven games. I have to make well, it five. Here you go. Here you go. He can't agree with you here because he can't pick the same games in our non big 12 game. It's our last pick here. Non big 12 bowl game. Any other bowl game that we have not picked is available to you. You could take the spread line. You could take the total, whatever you want. Daniel, you are up first. Chris can't have it. 
You get first dibs, whatever one you want. What's it going to be? We've never oh, had a before. Okay. We, we don't we don't pick the same ones. And we're the, not yeah, going point, to yeah. today either. Um, okay, look, this is not scientific. I just think I just think this is this team's Super Bowl. Um Connecticut plus 10 against Marshall. You know, we got a total of 41. We've got a standalone game. I mean, if Connecticut isn't all in and prepping and busting their butts for this bowl game, I'd be shocked. Uh, Mora's done a great job, obviously, uh, well beyond what they, you know, two and a half game win total. They crush that. They find themselves in a bowl game. Marshall must feel like, like what? We have to play these guys, standalone game, middle of the day, double digit dog, Connecticut. Let's cash it. This dog, is they Huskies? Huskies biting, dude. This Huskies gonna bite. Connecticut's on a on a upset watch. They might win this game. Give them to me plus ten. Okay, I like it, Chris. Yeah, you know, I rode with the Jayhawks because listen, who wants to win a bowl game more than Jayhawks? This other team might. They, I mean, they they way overshot their win total. UConn, totally different team than, than what Daniel was talking about. <laughs> No, I, I won't do that. Um, there were a couple of games I was looking you, at. You actually will not. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, there was a, legitimately, there were a couple of games I was looking at it here. Um, Florida, Oregon, Oregon State. Man, for what you were saying, the, the exodus of Florida, I feel like Oregon State, it's could, that could be an easy pick. New Mexico State, Bowling Green. Oh, man. Bowling Green doesn't really perform well against the spread. They, they kind of fit that that pattern I like to, to pick. But th- I feel like I have to go. My pick has to be Mississippi State. Two-point dog. Listen, they, they want to win, and we all know why they want to win. No, going to be more motivated to go out and get this win with the freaking pirate ship in the, in the stadium. Mississippi State. There is a pirate ship in the stadium. That's perfect. Uh, okay. I'm going to the RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl with Western Kentucky and South Alabama. South Alabama is an eight-point favorite over Western Kentucky. Uh, Western Kentucky is eight and four against the spread in their last 12 and three and one when the pin is the underdog. These are two teams that play a lot of close games. I will take Western Kentucky plus eight. And that is my pick. That's it. Boys, we've, we've done it. We have done the last pick pod of the season. Uh, it did not hit two hours, so I am very proud of that. <laughs> um, so I'm a little bit surprised it didn't, but it didn't. So that's good. Uh, everybody, enjoy your holiday season, both of you, and be Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, we will be back on Monday for our last episode of 2022 before a nice little break until 2023. So we've got one more chance to talk with you all. Uh, usually we have a long goodbye, but we've done a long episode. And uh, and let's just wrap it here. So we'll be back on Monday. Thank you for listening all the way through. Chris, Daniel, it's been a pleasure and a joy. We'll have you guys on again throughout the uh, non-football season. Just chat. 
Daniel will be talking basketball here come January as well. Otherwise, it's been fun. Talk to you on Monday. Podcast Network.